Blog Talk Radio. You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Cross. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Empty net for Crosby. Missed it. As it bounced wide, Girardi hit by Dupuy. 15 seconds to go. Naslin. Jerdav to the net right. Barb takes the ball, the snap, play action, drops the throw, throws a bomb over the middle, at the five, into the end zone, touchdown, Jericho Pottery, the Jets go for the home run on fourth and one, and Barb throws a strike to Pottery, Red Barb on the afternoon, five touchdowns, it's third down, Manning throws for Toomer, touchdown, what a catch, they're three for three and scoring touchdowns from inside the 20. And here's the latest one to Tumor. Yeah, they go bunch set, and then they disperse the wide receivers to get them to spread the field. And then they've got Amani Tumor working the middle, one-on-one on the rookie, Mike Jenkins. That's just a great catch by Amani Tumor. Live from Lindbrook and Brooklyn, New York. This is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Ace Man and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the final Sports Docket of 2008 right here on Blog Talk Radio, episode 52. It's our annual recapping the year show. We'll recap the year in sports, music, and movies tonight. Uh, of course, we will start with the Jets. I want to thank everybody for tuning in once again for the final sports docket of 2008, and I'm Ethan Klossman. Hi, yeah, well, Kloss, uh thank you, and uh, thank everybody for listening. This, once again, is our final show of the year. We hope that it is the best show of the year, and we hope for even better shows in 2009. And I guess uh, we will start off with the Jets here. And by the way, any uh, any time during the show, uh, most of the time, you can call us, uh, give us opinions. <laughs> Uh, it'll be mostly football tonight, but we will do uh, stuff from uh, 2000, uh, 2008, uh, the best moments, the best games, uh, the best music, movies, etc., etc. So call in with any opinions or questions that you have. Uh, we will start with the We Jets. will get into a little hockey uh, at 9.30. Uh, Jeremy Kenter, Devils reporter, will join us then. At 10 o'clock, we're hoping to have uh, Daily News reporter Ralph Vasciano from the New York Giants. Uh, talk about the Giants' chances of repeating in the playoffs. And uh, also, old Sander of Hoops Vibe will join us at uh, hopefully 10.30, and we'll talk a little, a little NBA. But again, Steve, we got to start with the Jets today. No help uh, from the Jaguars or the Bills, and the Jets didn't help themselves in losing to Miami 24-17. to uh, Big, uh, well, for Miami, congratulations, Although Payne's me and every Jet fan say it, but Pennington did beat Favre today. Pennington got the best of Favre in the second of two matchups. Um, so He's going back to the Jets playoffs. Cut Pennington to get this uh, Brett Favre, this amazing quarterback. The Dolphins end up being 11-5, and while the Jets are left sitting at home 
at nine and seven. So um, not good in that perspective. But today, the Jets could have won forty-eight nothing. Would not have mattered that um, you know if they didn't get any help. Baltimore uh, beat Jaguar, beat the Jaguars easily, and also New England uh, shut out Buffalo in Buffalo thirteen nothing. And speaking of New England. Uh, their fans cannot be happy at all tonight. They're just the second NFL team in history to miss the postseason with an 11-5 and five record. I mean, uh, usually 10 is the benchmark. They got one more than that, 11. They still missed the postseason, so a uh, very tough finish to their season. And the Chargers may make the playoffs, and they're 7-8 and eight right now. So Exactly, the, yeah. Uh, I mean, if the, whoever wins this game, if the Chargers win this game tonight, they'll finish the season 8-8 eight and eight and with a playoff berth. So, I mean, uh, just one of those years where you had one division dominating, which was, well, the AFC East wasn't a dominant division, but you definitely had four decent teams in that division. You had Buffalo with a great start, and in the middle of the season, the Jets uh, start to pick it up, and down the stretch, it's been New England and Miami as the hot teams. But Miami ends up winning the division. An amazing story for them as well, after being 1-15 and in 2007. Yeah, and there's one happy fish in Miami, and that is Bill Parcells, Tuna. Uh, he is probably as happy as anyone right now. He uh, came in to try to um, at least get this franchise to play better than they did last year when they only won a game. And now here they go, and they're headed back to the playoffs, not only with uh, a postseason opportunity, but with that division title. They, uh, you know, they beat the Bills out. They beat... Um, the Jets out, and finally beat the Patriots out, and they have that division title, and that's pretty incredible. Uh, you have to have to c- congratulate the Dolphins. Uh, if you want to compare the Jets to the Mets collapse, or the last two Mets collapses, you can't really say Brett Favre was like Tom Glavin in this game. I mean, Brett Favre definitely played well enough to win. He played well um, enough to win, but uh, I mean, the Jets. I mean, they played a decent game. Uh, just uh, it seemed like I, you, they didn't really care, you know, once. I don't know. Well, the the, inter- the interception hurt them. There's no question. The interception oh, hurt dude, them. But, I mean, yeah, Brett Favre, three interceptions in this game to only one touchdown pass. Not acceptable uh, whatsoever. 22 well, interceptions uh, for Favre. I mean, that's just unheard of for him. I was high in the NFL this year. Unless somehow Jay Cutler threw seven interceptions tonight, which isn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Brett Favre, just, this game is a little bit like a microcosm of the Jets' season. Just, I mean, they're a good team. They're in the games. Just too many mistakes, though, when it counts. Um, hard to believe after starting 8-3 and three that uh, a lot of people thought they may have a chance to run the table or maybe lose one game out of the last five. They end up going 1-4, and four, so go figure. Uh, the New York Jets, a mm-hmm. uh, very disappointing ending to 2008, and a lot, a lot of questions are to be answered in the next couple of months here regarding the future of Mangini, Schottenheimer, Sutton, the defensive coordinator. Sutton will be gone, no question. Ball, Brett Favre. So, uh, Brett Favre. Right now, nobody knows who will be the Jets quarterback next year. Stephen, as usual, we do have uh, callers um, from your area code uh, from Lindbrook uh, representing our final show of 2008, 516. You're on the sports docket. What is going on tonight? Hello? 516? Yeah, Yo, you're on the sports docket. What's going on? Maybe I think the. Uh, All right, call us back. Call us back. I think they're playing a little. All right. See, do we have them now? Hello. I guess not. I, I think they're uh, ready to play a little games here. Um, yeah, but if uh, you want to call in, the number is one six four six 
478-5118. You can also aim us during the program. Uh, you can aim us, you can aim Stephen at MetsFanatic910. You can aim myself at Go Talk to Quas. Uh, let's go, uh, let's go, go quick to the Giants game, Steve. The Giants, um, Vikings with a team. The Vikings clinched their division. Uh, and, and now you have a matchup in the first round of the playoffs. The Vikings and the Eagles, who crushed the Cowboys uh, 44-6. to uh, Well, let's talk about the Giant game first a little bit. Um, okay, go ahead. Didn't catch all of this game, but I basically know what happened. Uh, Giants, uh, first half, basically played all their starters, except uh, Brandon Jacobs sat this one out with his injury. They tried to give him a few weeks of rest to get ready for their second-round game against whoever that may be. Um Second of all here, in this game, uh, the Giants, uh, only Eli Manning only played the first half. So you had David Carr in there the second half. And uh, the Giants uh, were up in this game until the last second where Ryan Longwell kicked a 50-yard field goal to win the game. So, I mean, the Giants playing basically just scrubs in the second half do a pretty good job of uh, almost winning this game. I mean, they lose 2019, but they already had the one seed wrapped up, really didn't have anything to play for. Yeah, it was really the Giants' beeline about there today. Uh, Coughlin really rested Boss. He rested uh, Jacobs in this one. Uh, we saw some action from Darrell Ward, who, who did break his 1,000 yards, and for the first time ever, the Giants have two, quarter, uh, two running backs uh, with 1,000 yards. That's a good accomplishment. Uh, yeah, pretty good. good pretty impressive after the Barber error only ended a couple years ago. Um, I wonder who's talking now. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Giants uh, were able to come out with a victory. Um, I mean, they were able to come out with a moral victory in that they played well despite the fact that they did lose by a point. Uh, we have the 516 caller back here. Hopefully we'll get him now. Uh, from Lindbrook, you're on the air. Hello? Hey, yo, you're on Sports Socket with Ace Man of the Quads. What's your name and where are you calling from? Um, Ralphie, I'm calling from Lindbergh. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Nothing much. Uh, so how do you like those Jets? I mean, they're doing pretty bad. Well, the season's well, yeah, over. Yeah, that's too good today. And now you have 12 months to think about it. I mean, like, that's kind of disappointing. They were they looked impressive the first couple of weeks, but, you know, uh, I mean, they put bad losses to the Raiders and Seahawks. I mean, like, I don't know what was going on there. Uh, I got a question for you as a Jet fan. Is Mangini gone? I'm not a Jets fan, bro. All right, well, well as a, oh, yeah, he's a as fan. I don't think about the Jets. Obviously, a football fan. I mean, uh, it's going to be tough to say. I mean, in our 2009 shows, we will talk a lot about Mangini, a lot about Favre. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of drama, a lot of articles in the newspaper written about Favre, written about the man genius or the man idiot, whatever you want to call him. Oh, but I agree uh, with that. It's oh. going to be a tough offseason for the Jets after, um, you know, they're 8-3 and three after the Tennessee game. Uh, of course, those two wins in a row, New England and Tennessee, who would have thought that yeah, they definitely, in guys. position right now? I mean, at 8-3, and three, you'd think at the worst they would go 3-2 and two in these last five games with five fairly easy games on the schedule. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, that about. That was very disappointing. Oh, yeah, very disappointing. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, but we do have a New York team that's going to be in the playoffs and probably for a long time. It is the New York Giants. The so, Giants um, are going down, Ace Man. Panthers all the way. Panthers. Not a bad pick. Uh, the Giants did beat Carolina, but that game did go to overtime, so we'll see what happens. Yo, Ace Man, I got to ask you a question, bro. What? All right, what's up? How about after, how about after the docket, 
Me and you go to Hooters, pick up some girls. What do you say? Uh, It'd be kind of late, though. It's 11 o'clock. Dude, we have vacation. Sounds good. (laughs) Do you got any any favorites there, Ace Man? Huh? Are you a regular there? You got any favorites? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a regular. I've been there a few times. Uh, oh, uh, pretty decent. Some of them are dogs. <laughs> but alright, anyway, thanks, for the call, right, thanks for the call, bro. Uh, no, no problem, bro. Alright. See ya, Hooters, man. See ya, Hooters. Alright. <laughs> alright, this guy, uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah, I wonder, uh, I guess they'll make you feel better if that Jets loss. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get more into this Jets game later on. Again, as you said, Ralph Fasciano will join us to talk some Giants uh, at 10 o'clock. But, Stephen, let's get into our uh, top 10 picks here. I just um, want to update, before we get into our top 10s, I uh, just want to update uh, the uh, Charger game. Okay, Chargers. All right, they're up seventeen to six. Philip Rivers with a uh, a ten yard touchdown pass. So just give me a second and saying this to Brandon Manamaliua. I think I said that right. Uh, but anyway, touchdown pass, and the Chargers are up seventeen to six in this AFC West deciding clinching game. So um, Chargers look like they're on their way to earning that four seed after being four and eight, which is unbelievable. Yes, and we'll take a quick break here on the sports docket, and then we'll come right back, and we'll do our top ten in music, movies, and sports moments from this year, this past year, 2008. All right, we're back. Uh, sorry, we're having a little technical difficulties uh, with the BTR is playing right the games with us. Uh, uh, BTR is yeah. being a little slow, but anyway, uh, we'll, we're back, and uh, we'll, we'll get to our top ten in music. You want to start, Quas? Uh, give me uh, starting with ten and go down uh, to one. Okay, I'll start with my number ten here. Um, my number tenth pick. No, wait, Quas. Uh, sorry, before you start, just if anybody disagrees or if anybody has a song that they would like that uh, they think deserves on the top ten of the year, just, uh, you know the number, 646-478-5118. We want to hear your opinions. Definitely. And number ten is...
That's a love story by Taylor Swift. So I'll go into number nine. And my number ninth, uh, my number nine song of 2008. It's actually number one in the charts for a couple of weeks. All right, let's see. Uh, once it plays, it's American Boy by Estelle. Actually, uh, good song. Made number nine on the charts. Uh, number eight. My number eight song is uh, "Pocket Full of Sunshine" by Natasha Bedingfield. That was actually beginning of 2008. Oh, My number What? BTR is slow tonight, man. Yeah, they are really. Uh, I don't know. They're lagging for some reason. Uh, my number seven song is "Sexy Canna" by Ray J. Who? Oh, "Sexy Can I." All "Sexy right. Can I." Yeah. Uh, number six is "Paper Planes" by uh, M.I.A. Yeah. Uh, that's a uh, popular one. My number five is "Live Your Life" by uh, T.I. Right. Uh, number four, "Handlebars" by Flowboats. That's a um, wild card. Number three, Just Dance by Lady Gaga. Number two, Lucky uh, by Jason Mraz, Feet Colby Callett. And number one is Forever by Chris Brown. Those are my top ten. Sam, Your turn, Steve. Boss. I got a few. Uh, got a few of your songs on my list as well. You know. All right, go right ahead. All right. Uh, well, I'll go. Um, Give me one sec, Quas. Let me get my list out. Okay. Again, you can call in one six four six four seven eight five one one eight, and we'll be able to put you on. Feature lets us. If I get the, uh, I well, we're not gonna get the audio, but I'll give, I'll start with mine. Uh, we have number okay. ten here. Start with uh, I have a uh, same one as you. Uh, just dance, of course. Uh, like you had with Lady Gaga. Yes. Number nice ten one. on my list. Uh, number nine on my list, of course, is let me just take this out, course. Okay. Well, first of all, so I just want to remind the callers. The elusive what, uh, list. By the way, we do have we do have several five one six callers on the uh, on the um, air right now, uh, and we we will be uh, stay on the line, and we will. Uh, be getting to you uh, momentarily here once we get through. After, after, after our music, we'll take some more calls, then we'll get to our other um, picks. So uh, you can do that. You can uh, right, come on in. list is Swagger Like Us by T.I. What? What's that? T.I. Young Jeezy, Swagger Like Us. Uh-huh. Okay. Of course. And uh, number eight on my list. My list is not loading. I'm trying to remember my list. Anyway, uh, "Bleeding Love" I have by Leona Lewis. Number seven on my list I have "Lollipop" by Lil Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> which is of course a very good song. Yeah, number uh, five on my list I have "Forever" by Chris Brown. Same one I got at at number one. Uh, number four. Was this, this is number four, right? Yes. I have I'm So Paid by uh, Akon, which is a pretty new song. Very good song. Uh, 
Ryan 90 and 65, that song. All right, number three on my list. I have Human by the Killers. The Killers playing it, of course, at the Garden on January 25th. Should be You're going to be there for that. Um, I will not be there. The ticket's too much money, but I would like to go. Uh, number two, I have I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. And uh, number one on my list, uh, I couldn't really think of a good one. There's probably better ones. But I had Live Your Life by uh, Rihanna and T.I. Oh, yeah, Live Your Life, definitely. Uh... And that that's what you should do right now. You know. Yeah, you should be living your life instead of watching. What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Blog Talk Radio has fixed themselves, so we are back now, and they have stopped that laggy nonsense. So as you hear, that's our Stephen's top song, Live Your Life, by T.I. Beat Rihanna. So we're back on the air now, and uh, we will take some calls before we have Jeremy Tenter on, 
And then later on in the show, you will hear our top ten movies, hopefully with the clips, and our top ten sports moments as well. So it's definitely, uh... Definitely was a pretty crazy year. So definitely stay tuned for that. Alright, well, I just wanted to remind the listeners also, uh, any moments that you know, make you stand out, just call in, uh, share your moments with us, that's what it's about, you know, the show's for you guys, not for us. So just call us with anything you possibly have, alright? Sound good? You buzzed me, Quas. Yeah, I buzzed. I appreciate that. So we're going to get to our callers right now, we got another 5169 caller, uh, you're on the sports talk, you got some moments for us, or you want to share... Your thoughts on the Jets. What's going on? Uh, I actually have a question for Ace Red. Yo. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Um, I'm just wondering, you said that a lot of times one of your favorite songs. Does that make you think about your girlfriend or something? Uh, Thanks for song, the call. Uh, thank you, uh, either Farrah or Steve Lawa. So, uh, cool. yeah. uh, it's a good song. It's, uh, it's a good beat, you know? Steve is defending his rights here to um, to the song, but yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a good song. Steven obviously likes the song, so you're not going to press Thank on Thank you, uh, Lundberg guys, for the calls. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we will go to our top ten in movies and top ten uh, later on. Um, again, more? look at the playoff picture, Steve. Um, are you going to root against the Dolphins? I mean, you got the Ravens coming in to play them. I can care less. I mean, obviously, I don't want the Dolphins to win anything. I think you care less. I think I think most Jets fans are just gonna be watching the uh, the Brett Favre saga. I mean, the Jets would like for Favre to tell them, uh, I guess, by when I, when free agency opens up, because uh, the Jets. I I mean, I don't think Jets fans and uh, the Jets brass is confident going into next season with Kellen Clemens uh, as the starting quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. And I now mean, Matt Castle um, may become uh, may become more realistic for the Jets uh, from New England we'll because what happens. Pension to make it better. Yeah, I mean right now. I mean, now, uh, you can give the guy a shot, but I, I it's, it's risky. Well, Steve, I would have told you beginning of the season the Jets would have finished nine and seven, uh, and would have had a chance to make the playoffs on the last day. Would would you would you have taken that after well, of last year? I would take a chance to make the the playoffs on the last day. I mean, I'm a Mets fan. I should be used to this. Of course, you no. Know, New York always loses to Florida on the last game of the season. Uh, <laughs> last of the year, they always end our season. That's the new trend now. I guess yeah, so. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, it's not good right now. I mean, the Jets have spent all that money on free agents. You got Alan Fanica. You got Brett Favre. You got, you know, you got all these guys here. Uh, you brought them in to win, not to just, you know, be decent and not make the playoffs. Now, all they get is a mid-draft pick instead of a top draft pick. So, I mean, really didn't accomplish much this season. If you look at it that way, because uh, at such a good start, the last five games just ruined everything. Well, Steve, it could have been worse. I have actually have a, a person IMing me right now. He's talking about the Detroit Lions, who uh, lost their 16th game today. Well, at least uh, they get the work. first pick of the draft. You know. Oh, well, th- hopefully this time the Lions won't make a mistake on the first pick and actually uh, pick someone. Wide receiver. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I they're probably going to end up trading that pick. Probably going to trade that pick for a few guys because one guy, I don't care who it is, he's not going to help them. They need like six guys, <laughs> at least, <laughs> if not more, because that team is just a, a huge mess. 
you know, right? I, you know, I think uh, next year. I mean, that maybe win two games, which will double or not double, which would be infinity more than what they had this year. So, I mean, it doesn't get much worse for the Lions. But I mean, we have, we have another caller here, and I'll take him before we go into our interview with Jeremy Kenter. Uh, five one six five. You're on the sports doc. What's going on? Hey guys, how are you? Here? Say again. How are you? What's going on, bro? What's going on? Hey, man? hey, uh, just watching the Dodgers and <laughs> what? Pardon? I'm watching the Dodgers game. <laughs> okay. Okay, and and what do you what do you think about the Chargers game? You have a rooting interest in this game? Yes. All right. You got to give us more than that. <laughs> yeah, you got to give us more than that. But the Chargers are charged with a win could clinch. The Broncos with a win could clinch. I, so we'll see what happens um, with that. Uh, Jeremy Kenter, he'll be joining us, uh, Steve, uh, in about a couple of minutes from now um, to talk about the Devils and the Rangers. I mean, uh, right now, uh, obviously, the the big story in New York is the Jets not making the playoffs, the collapse. They lost four out of five games um, to fall into this collapse. They were 8-3. and three. They just beat the Titans. And then they lost a couple of West Coast games, uh, and they fell apart uh, going towards down the stretch this season. And somehow they did, they did not make the playoffs and uh, finished two games behind Miami Dolphins, uh, who did – yeah, Remember we were saying when Jets today, came, they were the better team than the Jets. Today they were. Uh, I mean the Dolphins. I mean, what, how do you go from one and fifteen to eleven and six, eleven and five? The only, biggest uh, turnaround in NFL history. Yeah, well, it's got to be. I mean, imagine if they imagine how far, if they go far and, and Miami is home against uh, Baltimore, right? Yeah. Miami has the home game. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, I mean, Coles had a touchdown today, but Brett uh, Favre got intercepted three times in this game. And did the Jets also miss miss an extra point in this game as well? From right? Yeah, the Jets did miss an extra point at the beginning of the game. So uh, wouldn't have mattered. They did lose by seven, but they did miss an extra uh, it didn't point. Matter. They got, they got two point conversions to make up. You know, Jay Feely was talking about how he wanted to get revenge on the Dolphins, and yeah, he missed an extra point, first chance he got. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Update from San Diego Denver game: uh, six yard rushing touchdown. Ladanian Tomlinson. Chargers are well in control this game, up twenty three to six with the extra point pending. So Chargers. Uh, uh, twenty-four to six now. Chargers are uh, controlling that game. In now, Steve, I didn't get to see the I didn't get to see the ending of the Jets game, but was Brett Favre uh, emotional after the game was over? Uh, he just ran right to the um right rat ran right under the tunnel. He was uh kind of mad. It looked like he had a mad, disappointed, frustrating feeling on his face. Uh, kind of the same little... face he had after the Giants defeated him uh in uh in Lambeau Field. Last year? Uh, not sure, but at least his last pass was uh, a bunch of laterals instead of uh, <laughs> in the hands of Corey Webster. Yep, at, at least, <laughs> yeah, Corey Webster, uh, good game. Uh, but, the, yeah, the Jets, they, uh, they fell apart. I mean, uh, I, I guess you could set, you can, can you blame it on uh, Mancini? Well, anyway, um, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll, uh, Jeremy Kenter will join us. 
here on the sports docket. So uh, that is coming up uh, after the break. Be right. right back. Be right back uh, after this. When I was a kid, I used to hit rocks over this creek in my backyard. I guess you could say I'm still hitting rocks. But now, it's out of other people's yards. There are many roads to the show. What'll yours be? MLB 08 The Show. Nothing gets you closer. Rated E for everyone. Only on PlayStation. The Sports Docket is your source for pigskins, pucks, and pointers. Keep your internet radio locked into the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quas throughout the NFL, NHL, and NBA seasons. And right now we are back, 9.32 p.m. on a Sunday night in New York City, our 52nd episode. We're closing out the year. In 2008, uh, Jeremy Kenter, Devils reporter, will join us momentarily. Uh, Stefan Lindsay from the Dark Ranger was supposed to join us tonight, but he will, but he uh, he's actually staying in Vermont somewhere, and apparently they don't have TV there, so he he, could, he wasn't able to watch the Rangers Islanders uh, or Rangers or Rangers Devils games, so he will join us next week, and we look forward I to that. that game as well. But of course, the Rangers lose that game. The Rangers lost the Devils 4-2. Uh, they still have a one-point lead over the Penguins and a three-point lead over the uh, Rangers, over the Devils. But I know that uh, you know Mets, Jets are normally Ranger fans, and they're I can imagine they're hoping the Rangers don't collapse as well, because I mean that would make for the uh, worst trifecta ever uh, to have the Rangers collapse and not make the playoffs. But I'm not going to even. Uh, talk about that yet because uh, I imagine the Rangers will make the playoffs and I guess we'll ask Jeremy that when he comes on uh, momentarily right. on our pro- program. Good. Uh, so, I mean, we can recap uh, the year right now. I mean, it began with the Giants winning the Super Bowl and it ended with the economy uh, in <laughs> the economy collapsing. It's been a pretty uh, wild collapsing. year. Uh, yeah, course, it, uh, the it year started off hope. well, and then it pretty much went downhill from there. You know, it's um, a year of hope, a year of tough uh, struggles, a year of happiness. I mean, it Obama won the election. Giants are in the Super Bowl. Uh, as yes. A fan, but it's been downhill ever since. I mean, the baseball yeah. teams had disastrous years in the final seasons of their respective stadiums. Of course, Yankee and Chase stadiums uh, played their last games. Uh, both mm-hmm. stadiums are in the process of being torn down. I believe. The Yankees tried to uh, tried to sal- salvage the year by making the record signing of CC uh, Sabathia that 161 million dollar contract. And of course, AJ if you remember, uh, January at the beginning of 2008, it was the big splash of Johan Santana coming uh, to the New York Mets. Uh, he made the big splash, but and he had a big and he had a good year. I mean, Santana he had a good had year. A very good he did all he could to help, but uh, it was the uh, Mets. As a team who messed up, not Johan Santana, who had, in my opinion, a Cy Young season. But of course, we all know that went to Tim Linscom on the Giants, who was as deserving. But if the Mets were any better, Santana would have definitely gotten that. 
That's uh, ironic. Uh, the Giants won the Super Bowl, and then the Giant pitcher won the Cy Young. Yep, exactly. Uh, so the Giants had a good year. The Giants had a good year, period. Um, uh, of course, the economy will join us. Has been the economy fell apart. Absolutely you know, uh, bad right now. Just bad. Yeah, the, the economy is in disarray. Of course, the first African-American president in history, Barack yeah. Obama. So we'll and see the second African American January twentieth. January twentieth, that's off. right. Beginning of the year, so another hope another good start to the year. Uh be nice to see the Giants uh lead their way to a Super Bowl again. But uh they'll have to I mean they'll have to get through Minnesota and uh Philadelphia and all those other teams coming in. Uh one interesting matchup, uh, uh look at the NFL playoff race, uh is Arizona versus Atlanta in that wild card game? I mean, you have the Falcons who who are two years removed from their um, Michael Vick uh, saga, and the Arizona what Cardinals. Year. What a year for Matt Ryan! Oh yeah! Wow. For, uh, what was he? Uh, second pick in the draft. Uh, after I believe Jake so. Stone. Yeah, I mean, yep. what, what a turnaround for Atlanta as well. I mean, they got uh, over overblown by the Miami Dolphins. But uh, Atlanta, what a comeback season for them. Uh, they uh, won today, uh, beating – who they beat? I think they won 31-27. to uh, Who did they beat today? Carolina. I know they won the game. Uh, Carolina, uh, Carolina, Carolina uh, beat New Orleans. Carolina won. Carolina uh, blew the lead, and then they came back to win. No. Uh, Atlanta also, I believe, they won as well. Um, New Orleans is out. I know that. Um, but they were out already. Uh, let's see, Atlanta. Interesting. Yeah, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta defeated uh, the Rams actually in a close one, thirty-one twenty-seven. So the Falcons are in, and they'll play the Falcons. For the I think the Falcons still won that game easy against Arizona. Or Arizona went. Arizona. Uh, Arizona lost today. Arizona won. They beat Seattle. Oh, they beat Seattle. Arizona beat Seattle, but the Jets can't. Uh, Arizona beat Seattle 34-21 at home, and they and the Arizona Cardinals for the first time are going to the playoffs, and they're going to the playoffs as the wild card, and I mean as the division winner, and they'll play Atlanta at home uh, next week in that wild yeah, that, card that, game. So that'll be good. Uh, well, yeah, we should preview all these games a little bit later in the show. Yeah, uh, definitely. Are we on the Devils guy? We're waiting on the Devils guy uh, to call in here. Um, I don't know, maybe stuck in traffic or something. Um, maybe the Satan took him. Uh, who knows? Uh, we're waiting for him to call in here. Uh, right. Well, what he does, do... we'll let you guys know at home. Uh, while we're waiting, I'll do a little over and under. Um, or how about this, gone or not gone? Uh, you could play gone or not who, who... gone. Who's staying and who's going? Uh, let's start with the Jets, obviously, since they're they're gone themselves. Um, Don Sutton. Don. Don. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer. Brian Schottenheimer will stay. Brian Schottenheimer. I'm thinking of the of the, of the Denver guy. He will. He'll stay. The offense will stay. Decent job this year. Uh, Eric Mangini. Uh, tough to say. I want him gone, but I think he will stay. Uh, let's see. 
Jay Feely. Um, probably gone. I think you <laughs> get the job back. You did get a job back. Uh, Brett Favre. Gone. Gone. I don't think he comes back another year. I just don't. I think they're going to get somebody else. Uh, I'm going to Toxico Burris. Gone. Definitely gone. Gone, gone from the NFL or gone from the Giants? Well, he might be in jail. So, uh... <laughs> that would... That would certainly... Uh, uh, he could get three and a half years in prison. Uh, I don't think he will. How about Wade Phillips, the Dallas coach? Uh, Wade Phillips? Wow, after today, I don't know. Mm, Wade Phillips. Uh, gone. You know, they, How many yards? I was, I was hearing a rumor that uh, Wade Phillips, um... He was maybe talking about being a step down to the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys and giving uh, another guy the job, maybe Jason Garrett, who's currently their offensive coordinator. Maybe, maybe. Has Herm Edwards. Herm, Herm Edwards on the Kansas City Chiefs. Who the hell knows? Uh, <laughs> he's a disaster. <laughs> Herm. <laughs> yeah, his, t- his team is a disaster. Uh, Mike Holmgren on the Seattle Seahawks. Well, he is gone. He announced it. He will be gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's gone. Interesting, yeah, right. interesting, interesting uh, guy here to watch for. Um, see if he wants to go back into football. will be Bill Cower. Uh, will the Jets make a run at Bill Cower? We we don't know yet, but I think that would be a good idea. Um, I mean, man, Oh, Bill Cower, yeah, they were talking about it on their FAN the other day. Uh, that would be interesting. Jets, I think the Jets would have been better than 9-7 with uh, a better head coach this year. I don't think Mangini's good enough for the job. So, so Mangini, well, Mangini takes the heat, obviously. I mean, uh, I mean, you read all the stories about uh, how he uh, refused to get, you know, after that Tennessee game, uh, he, Leon Washington was running less scrimmages, uh, and it was they giving the ball more to Thomas Jones. They were doing a lot more with the passing game than with the running game, and a lot of people think that's the reason why the Jets weren't able to uh, weren't able to win at least two out of the next five games to make the playoffs. I mean, think about this way: the Jets won at least one. The Jets won any one of their games against the West Coast. They would have been in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They would have. They would have been in the playoffs right now. I mean, next same year, thing. I mean, I, I mean. Uh, next year, I believe that I don't know if this is a rumor or if this is a fact, but I did hear from somebody that uh, the Jets. I mean, they played the AFC West this year and the NFC and the NFC West. Uh, next year, it's only gonna get tougher. I believe they played the AFC. Uh, the AFC South. And the NFC East, which are two very good divisions. Uh, in the a- AFC South, you have Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Who you think? I think Jacksonville will be better next year. Who knows? Houston might be a good team next year. We don't know that. And also, um, in uh, the NFC East, you have four quality teams. You have Dallas, uh, Eagles, Giants, and Redskins. I mean, I'm not sure if they do play the NFC East. Or the AFC South, but if that is the truth. No, see, we'll, we'll be sure to ask uh, Ralph uh, Vasciano when he comes on uh, ten about s- scheduling for next year. Uh, well, we have to talk to him about I, the playoffs because the Giants are actually in the playoffs. Well, yeah, we'll mention that first, and then you can get your, uh, if your things general. Go the way NFL. they're supposed to go. I mean, the Giants will play uh, either Atlanta or 
Arizona, the winner of that game in the uh, first round at the Meadowlands. So, you know, we'll see what happens with the Giants. Should be an interesting season. Uh, I mean, uh, postseason for the Giants. Yeah, definitely be sure to check that out. Yeah, we will. Um, Definitely. No question about it. McNabb, uh, uh, now, did the, I don't know, the Eagles rest McNabb in this game because McNabb only threw for 175 yards, but the uh, Eagles scored 44 points. McNabb, well, the Eagles scored two defensive touchdowns, so that could be a little bit worse. Uh, Uh, Maybe McNabb got after it was 44 to 6. Not that close (laughs) game, you know. Yeah, probably. And Tony Romo actually did start this game, I believe. Uh-huh, he did. Tony Romo played the oh, well, How about game. this? Uh, Tom Brady, uh, I've never heard the rumors, Steve. Uh, that rumor is actually true. He proposed to Giselle Bushin. Congratulations Can- to uh, Giselle, yeah. who will be married to a guy who uh, has a bad knee. Uh, <laughs> some news about Brady this year, uh, not this year, uh, today, that... Um, the infection has caused his healing process to be way slower than they thought, and he may need additional surgery, which could cost him the 2009 season as well. So uh, the Patriots got to hold on to that Castle guy in case uh, Brady cannot go next year either. I mean, uh, chances are, you know, with New England, with technology, uh, <laughs> just I said New England because they always seem to come in clutch, but uh, Tom Brady uh, probably, out. if I had to give it a chance, I'd give him more than 50-50 chance that Brady does play next year. I'm not a doctor, though. I have no idea. But, um, you know, keep Castle there. Uh, you might need him because you don't know how stable Brady's going to be next year. No question about it. Um, we're going to have Kenter on to talk with us, but he's still not on. Your Lindbrook crowd continues to pester us on the lines here. I guess we'll take the call. 5165, you're back on the air. What's up? Hey, man. What's going on? What's your name? Hey, Where are you calling from? Hey, Kevin Millie, notorious Jets fan here. You're a mad okay. Jets fan? What? You're a mad Jets fan here? Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I'm a little ticked off the comment you guys said about uh, Jets losing in Seattle before. Uh, What was that comment? How uh, Atlanta could beat them or something like that. Well, we were talking about Atlanta against Arizona. Not Atlanta against, versus Arizona. Not against, not against the Jets. Ah, uh, well, uh, uh, well. What do you think about uh, this season? How it unfolded at the end, and what do you think they should do to get better next season? Uh you know that was that was a little upsetting. You know, losing too many games, too many heartbreakers. But uh, next season, I think that I think Fab's gonna have to be gone and pick up either draft somebody or I don't know. I don't think. Keller Clemens could carry the team, if you know what I'm saying. There. I mean, yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, uh, but look what Aaron Rodgers did this year. I mean, you don't know until you give the guy a chance. But uh, I hear, I hear you. You know, I mean, uh, as a Jet fan, I would not want Kellen Clemens leading my team next year with no backup. You know, no, I, hope. I think you know, I think Favre. I don't know if he has much left in the tank. You might have to get another guy, uh, whether it's a free agent, whether it's uh, somebody through the draft, get somebody. Uh, in order to, because uh, th- this team is built to win now. they got a lot of guys who are making a lot of money right now. So i got to get a quarterback. Are the Jets within the cap, though? Jets are within the salary cap, though. Uh, I mean, they're not just, like... Don't worry about the salary cap. Just just get rid <laughs> <laughs> of okay, Get rid of that Jay Feely. Guy can only hit it 35 yards. Uh, yeah, he, well, they do have Mike Nugent. 
Uh, for some reason, uh, he got hurt like week three. Didn't play again. I mean, uh, Feely, I mean, he did okay with his field goals, but yeah, you're right. He doesn't really have much length on the field goals. He's too old. He's like 44. He's too old. And Steve, let me ask you a question, and for the caller as well. Uh, Jets record in December 2008, 1-3. I mean, you can't expect to go to the playoffs. with. And that one win was a lucky win. If Buffalo just ran the ball, they would have won. Yep. You think about it, the Jets should have really went 0-5. Played, they played awful down the stretch. No, there's no yeah, way around it. Threw up. I think yeah. you know. I think what happened is they got too cocky after the Tennessee game, and they really? just let it get to their heads, and they just didn't. I don't know what the heck happened. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, a lot of questions. A lot of questions have to be answered after the end of the season. I mean, it was just like it was like high five. They said that. They go ahead. It was like a, it was like a piece of you know what. I mean, they no they question. really played like crap. Last no, five. I mean. They said that a Tannenbaum and uh, Mangini are tied to the hip, but, I mean, after this game, I think even Tannenbaum has to come to his senses and see that Mangini is not the guy for the job in 2009. Guys, I have a little uh, coincidental act uh, that just popped up in my head. Just think about it now. Last year, the Patriots went uh, 16-0, and and now the Detroit Lions went 0-16. What do you yeah. think about that? I mean, uh, yeah, so... Uh... What's gonna happen next year? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, first sixteen zero team last year. Well, actually, not the first, but uh, yeah, actually, well, they are the first regular season sixteen zero team. Of course, the Dolphins of nineteen seventy two went fourteen zero, but of course, including the playoffs, they went seventeen zero. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you're right. Uh, Detroit Lions first team to go zero and sixteen. Congratulations. I guess congratulations. I mean, they accomplished something. I mean, I would uh, like. I, I don't know. I, I think I know what they can fix is the sideline. They, that's that's the whole energy of the team, you know. I mean, that's embarrassing. How do you how do you walk outside? You know, how do you show your face in public? Going on, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Well, they got to get rid of that uh, Dante Culpepper bringing the team down with his guilt titus. I think uh, <laughs> I don't even think he was playing the last couple of weeks. I mean, uh, the Lions are just a disaster. More than the Jets. Oh, yeah, I mean, imagine how the phone lines are in Detroit right now. Um, but, yeah, but Green Bay, yeah, they're crushed. I, mean, I, don't know what's, uh, I don't know what's going down fast. The uh, car companies in uh, Detroit or the actual Lions, I'm not sure. Given blowjobs. A little bit out of line comment there. We got to let you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> People with lollipops and other things. So, yeah, I never, you know, I never know what your uh, friends are going to say from Lindbrook, but uh, they're crazy crap. They sure are. I mean, the Lions. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with their franchise. Um, I mean, now actually, have they lost? I think they've lost now. It's not just 16 straight going dating back to last well, year. Well, now you're going to say, My- uh, well, who's going to be this year's Dolphins? Uh, maybe look out for Detroit next year. Possibly, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's until they get in the draft. I mean, we're going to see. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins sure. won one game last year, and that game was in overtime. And now this year, they win 11 games. So you don't, you never know. Uh, year to year uh, could change very easily with the acquisition of a couple of key players. Uh, Steve, let me ask you. The Lions look at Brett Favre. Who knows? Who knows? I doubt he'll want to play for that team. I mean, the Jets actually had a realistic chance. Lions don't have a realistic chance. Um 
Uh, Steve, were you scoreboard watching today as you were going by? Uh, were you, were you uh, actively watching that Ravens-Jaguars oh, yeah, game? Of course, I was checking on my phone. Uh, the Ravens just wouldn't lose. <laughs> no, it was the easy win for the Ravens. They were up to ever since like the middle of the second quarter. Jackson actually had a, I believe Jackson did have a 7-3 lead, and the Ravens had 24 unanswered. Um, uh, just a little update from today all as well. Uh, San Diego, Denver, 24-6 at halftime right now. At the halftime. So it looks so, like a little bit of charges to take and, that. Uh, uh, another big a big thing to watch right now unfold in the next couple of weeks will be the health of Steeler quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, Second concussion suffered today. Quarter today. today, Carter off the field, only a concussion. Uh, so that's got to be uh, that's got to be good for Steeler fans. This, this guy seems to always get hurt at the wrong time. I mean, he always gets hurt when he needs to be out there on the field. Uh huh. Except for the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, he always gets hurt at the right time, the yep. wrong time rather. Exactly. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, the Steelers going to take a um, look into that. I mean, the, he has a week to recoup because the Steelers are the buy. Oh, by the way, what about the Tennessee Titans today? Uh, at one week after clinching home field and uh, and the whole thing, and they just got smacked by the Colts. Uh, Peyton Manning actually broke his own record. Uh, with I don't another... think Barry Collins played in this. I think Vince Young played in this game. Not sure. Yeah, Vince Young, did, Vince Young did play in the game, Steve. Uh, but, I mean, the Tennessee Titans went down like lightning today. Uh, I mean, obviously, you can't blame them. They want to rest all their guys. But the uh, 23-0 win by the Colts. Peyton Manning now broke another record, his own, uh, of consecutive 4,000-yard seasons. Um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, he's keeping I'm it going. For the Colts had a very slow start this year, but they really came on at the end. Uh, yeah, they really came on, and uh, they ended uh, 12 and 4. Uh, what else is new for them? Manning uh, actually only had only threw for only had seven um, plays in the game, seven scrimmages uh, for 95 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, you're right, Steve. Uh, Vince Young did get most of the plays in this game. Kerry Collins only actually got two uh, chances. Uh, to uh, do anything in this game. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll um, get into our sports moments, and the movies are coming up next. And then uh, we'll have Ralph Vasciano of the Daily News joining us right here on the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quas. Getting picked number one by Phil is what every player dreams of. He spends whatever it takes. I'll take the big one. I'll take two. He treats you like you're part of the family. So, Ladanian, I understand you led the league in rushing last oh, year. Oh, great. Just can't wait to make me look at you, Dad. And he's so focused on the team. I'm this guy up on waivers, but if I do, I'll have three wide out. Maybe a little too focused. Sign up Fantasy Football on FoxSports.com. The new fantasy home to LT and focused owners like Phil. I'm Live from Lynn, Brooklyn, New York, this is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Ace Man and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio.
All right, welcome back to Ace Man of the Cloth for our special, special 2008 year in review edition of our show. And uh, before we get to some guests here and to some of your calls, maybe, hopefully, uh, we are open. Somebody um, else not from Lindbrook, hopefully. Yeah, well, um, we'll see if uh, maybe Cloth. Nothing against Lindbrook, but we always get Lindbrook. But anyway, I want to do a couple of minutes of MLB Hot Stove also because that is another important uh, issue right now far as everything goes. Well, anyway, uh, according to a few sources, um, the Mets are highly interested in Orlando Hudson, but will not sign him unless they trade Luis Castillo. So they're looking for anybody uh, to possibly take Luis Castillo. And his Anaya seems to be really high in Castillo, but yes, he will see. So the, the Mets Yankees, are interested uh, in Hudson? Sorry, but the, uh, on the Yankees' uh, point, uh, point of view, they are looking uh, seriously into trading, a, uh, trading an outfielder. Um, because That's a Mike now they have Eddie, they have Hideki Matsui, Nick Swisher, Johnny Damon, and uh, Melky Cabrera, Austin Jackson. They got all those guys uh, for only a few spots out there. So I mean, looking to trade one of those guys. I mean, they have and, a lot. And they of want Manny Ramirez too, and they also want Manny in there. That's a possibility. They could get Manny. We'll do our sports moments now, and then we'll do our movies later. Uh, I'll start with mine. Okay. Uh, I'll go from. I'll give you my uh, bottom seven, and then I'll and then I'll play clips for my top three. All right. Uh, my number. T- so here is. Uh, I'll start with my number ten. My number ten uh, highlight is uh, CC Sabathia signing for a record 161 million dollar contract with the Yankees. My number ninth moment is the uh, Stefan Marbury Nick saga. The Knicks recently exiled him. A number eight mo- moment is Foxco Burris shooting himself in the thigh. A number seventh moment is um, Michael Phelps winning eight gold medals, breaking Mark Spitz' 1972 record at the uh, Summer Olympics. A number six moment is the Yankees missing the playoffs and Tampa Bay and the Red Sox clinching spots. A number fifth moment is the Mets collapsing again. A number fourth moment is the Clemens and McNamee saga. Uh, the whole steroids thing, and here is my number third, my number three moment uh, for 2008. From worst to first, and now an American League championship, the Tampa Bay Rays are headed to the World Series. Matt Garza threw two at ball over seven plus innings and struck out nine as the Rays beat the Red Sox three to one in a thrilling Game Seven of the ALCS. For us to be and you guys remember that? That was the Rays, um, of course, the uh, Cinderella team going to the World Series. My number second moment uh, actually has no relevance right now, but it was this. To a certain degree, I really don't know what I'm getting into. And it's not, and I'm talking about from a team standpoint. What can I do in a short amount of time to get this team where we want to go and get myself ready? It doesn't matter where what city it's in. Who is that, Steve? That's Favre, baby. Yep, uh, when the Jets signed him, uh, everybody thought it was going to propel the Jets to at least a playoff spot, and they got nothing out of it. And, of course, uh, you would expect this to be my number one moment, and then we'll have uh, Ralph Fasciano after this. Third down and five.
Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Inside the 25 and a timeout taken. All and of right. course, number one moment, the Giants winning Super Bowl 42-17-14 over the uh, New England Patriots. And actually, speaking of that Super Bowl, the two most, um, I guess you can say, the two heroes in that game, David Tyree and Plaxico Burris, may not even play in the entire playoffs. Uh, of course, the Giants uh, um, put uh, Plaxico Burris on the, on the um, I guess, injured reserve list. Uh, or I guess they cut him completely because of his uh, ridiculous uh, shooting himself in the leg incident. And um, David David Tyree is actually on the uh, he's not playing he's not on the uh, on the roster right now. Uh, he's still injured and he can't perform uh, for the team. So the Giants gonna have to rely on some other heroes if they want to win Super Bowl 43. And yeah, uh, we'll see. So we'll see what happens. Stephen, we'll get to your uh, highlights after here. Uh, you, you have some of the same highlights as me, or you kind of... Oh, you want me to just go down my list? Yeah, go down. All right, well, first here, at number 10, I have similar to have the, all the uh, New York signings here, free agent signings in Major League Baseball. We had a lot of big signings this year. Started with Johan Santana, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, with the Mets also the last few months, uh, K-Ron and J.J. Putz. And the Yankees go crazy with Sebastian Teixeira, Mark Teixeira. That was uh, Texmas a few days ago, a few days early. And also, uh, of course, the Yankees. You know, they, I mean, they always spend a lot of money. And also also signing A.J. Burnett. Uh, Yankees spend a lot of money. Let's see where they go next year. At uh, number nine, I have the Phillies winning their first world championship since 1980. Mm-hmm. As much as I uh, need, as I hate to say it. And, uh, you know, we do have our guests on the line, so I will get to the rest of my moments later in the show. And joining us right now from the Daily News, uh, Giants beat reporter Ralph Fasciano. Ralph, thanks for coming on tonight. It's a pleasure to have you on. Oh, my pleasure, guys. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? doing good. Uh, uh, happy uh, New Year to you. And uh, we'll, we'll certainly uh, get into the Giants here as uh, they will be playing in the 2009 NFL playoffs. They certainly will. They, um, you know, we're waiting to guess uh, another week to find out who they get to play, but it looks like it'll be the either the Cardinals, the Falcons, or the Eagles on uh, Sunday, January 11th. Uh, so the Giants don't get to play the Vikings again? Not, uh, they won't, wouldn't get the Vikings until the uh, NFC Championship game at the earliest. Well, yeah, the Vikings are the sixth seed, uh, so uh, if they won, they would play the winner of the 4-5 game, uh, which would be Arizona against Atlanta. All right, so um, let's start here. Uh, what do you think of the uh, Giant performance today? I mean, the last year, of course, they had that big game against New England. I mean, even though they lost, that game kind of propelled them into the postseason with a lot of momentum. Uh, what did you think about how they played against Minnesota today? Well, I mean, I wouldn't take too much into uh, or out of this performance or read too much into it. I think that, uh, you know, they by the second half, they were resting almost all of their starters. So, uh, really, the result was kind of irrelevant. There were some good things. You know, other than one play, they played the run pretty well. Uh, the offense moved the ball fairly efficiently, just couldn't uh, actually get it into the end zone very often. Uh, you know, so there were some good performances, but the, you know, the biggest thing is 
you know, they only suffered one injury, two injuries in the game. One is serious, and it's not a key player. So they got out intact and, uh, you know, didn't do any damage before the playoffs begin. Now, of course, uh, everyone is hoping that the Giants will have a chance to repeat and and have the same kind of magic they had last year. They'll have to do it on the, at home this year. How do you think that changes their mindset that now they're not the road warriors, they have to perform in front of their home crowd? Do you think it's, it'll be easier for them, or do you think it'll have the same challenges? No, I think, well, it's definitely different challenges. Uh, you know, going on the road three games into places like Dallas, Green Bay, even Tampa wasn't that easy of a place to play. That's always difficult. Uh, you know, you got to maintain your focus a little bit better than you do at home. You don't have your crowd rooting for you. It changes a lot of things. But I don't think their road is going to be particularly easy. Um, you know, they, they've been a good home team this year, uh, certainly not a great home team, not a lot of dominating performances at their own home stadium. And, uh, you know, they're going to face some good teams. They might end up getting the Philadelphia Eagles in their first playoff game. And oh, boy. The Eagles already know they can come into Giants Stadium and win. Definitely. Of course, yeah, the Eagles did beat the Giants a few weeks ago in their own stadium, of course. And now um, the Giants, I mean, they uh, sat Brandon Jacobs today. Uh, any concern about his status for the postseason, or do you think he'll be fine? No, I think he'll be fine. This was all precautionary. They wanted to make sure that he didn't do any more damage before the playoffs began. I, I would expect that uh, you know, they sat him, they sat Kevin Boss, Barry Cofield, Aaron Ross. Uh, I would think in two weeks all of them will be back in the lineup. Uh, Ralph Bashan of New York Daily News uh, for the Giants joining us right now. Uh, last season we saw in the playoffs the Giants had heroes like Plasco Burris, David Tyree coming up huge for them in spots where they really need to, to tend to come up huge. Um, as you look into the postseason here, I mean, the Giants will not have Tyree and they will not have Burris. Uh, who do you see as possible heroes? Who needs to step up for them uh, going into this postseason? Well, it's a good question. Um, you know, I would think that you know, Brandon Jacobs is probably going to be their key guy, but you know, he's an obvious one to step up. They're going to need a receiver at some point to, to step up and, and show that they have a good passing game, whether that's Dominic Hickson on deep routes or you know Kevin Boss, the tight end, uh, you know, seeing his role increase, maybe even Steve Smith. Somebody in the passing game is going to have to step up and uh, show that they can get by without without Plaxico Burris because he was a very big part of uh, what they tried to do on offense. I know um, about the uh, offensive line, of course. I mean, they're so underrated. Uh, of course, two 1,000-yard rushers in Derek Ward and Brandon Jacobs. Uh, of course, they don't get enough credit for what they've done. Uh, how do you think that an offensive line being together for two years now has propelled the Giants and helped them as much as it has on offense? Oh, I think it's a huge factor. I mean, you know, this offensive line knows each other very, very well. They're all very talented and you know, any offensive line I've ever covered has told would told me that uh, you know chemistry is more important than anything. You know, knowing each other, knowing the signals, knowing the the tendencies and the weaknesses of the person you're playing next to, that all is what makes for a good offensive line. And the fact that they've had so many games together, uh, you know, very rarely have they been hurt. So that, you know, it's been a durable unit. They just get better and better. And you know, they're the power of this team. They're they're what protects Eli Manning to the tune of. Uh, you know, very few sacks. I think he's only thrown 10 interceptions this year. A lot of that is because he's not rushed. And obviously they're creating incredible amounts of holes for Brandon Jacobs, Derek Ward, Ahmad Bradshaw. You know, it's the best rushing team in Giants history, and it's because of those five guys up front. 
I just have a personnel question here. I mean, last year there was a whole saga about whether the Giants players and the team wanted Jeremy Shockey on the sidelines uh, during their playoff games. Uh, would there have been an issue with Plastico Burris, or you think uh, the Giants would not have him anywhere near uh, the field when they're um, playing in the postseason? No, he won't be anywhere near the field during the postseason. Uh, you know, he's, he's suspended for the, the remainder of the regular season. He's on the non-football injury list. I guess he could, if he wanted to, come back and, and be part of the postseason run. But, you know, he's in a battle right now with the Giants for, you know, money, uh, for his future there. And, you know, I don't think he particularly wants to be around the team, and I don't think they want him around. He's a, you know, if he's there, he's a distraction, and that's not something they need. All right, now the NFC, of course, is a tough conference. Um, now you have uh, six pretty much six pretty much good good quality teams there in the postseason. Uh, which team do you think matches up the best with the Giants? Has the best chance to knock them off? Well, I mean the Panthers. I think there's several that have a chance. The Panthers obviously, uh, you know, gave them quite a run just a couple of weeks ago. So that's uh, that's a pretty good matchup right there. The Eagles beat them a couple of weeks back. So you know, there's another one team that you know is going to come in possibly to Giant Stadium, and, you know, feel confident that they can win in a big spot uh, against this uh, defending Super Bowl championship team. So those two would be at the top of my list. I don't think Arizona or Atlanta are much of a threat, especially if they have to come east. Uh, you know, Minnesota, you know, I think it's a different ball game if they play at Giant Stadium, so I, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think, I think the Eagles and the Panthers are the two teams that really would have me nervous if I were the Giants. Yeah, let's talk a little about this uh, Giants confidence compared to last year. I mean, last year we saw uh, in the playoffs how the confidence seemed to boost uh, week in and week out. I mean, is the same confidence still there with this team, or is it kind of going to have to be uh, regurgitated uh, going into the playoffs? Are they going to have to kind of bring it back, uh, that same sort of confidence uh, going into uh, each game? I, th I think the confidence is there. I mean, they're 12-4. and four. You know, they did lose three of their last four games, which isn't particularly uh, – good way to go into the playoffs, but they had that big, powerful win against the Carolina Panthers, a nice comeback that gave them a lot of uh, confidence, you know, that really made them feel good about themselves, so I think they believe they're the best team in football, and they've been playing like it for most of the year, so, the, you know, they'll have to play well early, and if they start getting on a roll, there's no reason why it can't be the same type of role they were on last season. All right, now, um, of course, uh, Tom Coughlin, uh, what a job he's done in the last two years. I mean, uh, last last year, of course, the Giants, when they started 0-2, uh, you know, he was getting calls, you know, on Sports Talk Radio from people like us, you know, saying this guy, you know, this guy should be fired. But uh, now, I mean, what is it like, you know, how has this team changed with his confidence and his leadership that he's developed over the past few seasons? Well, I mean, they obviously believe in him much more than they did in the past. They want to play for him much more than they did in the past. And I think they're winning – that Super Bowl last year showed them that his way works. Uh, you know, you can say that you're going to follow his rules and believe that, uh, you know, his rules are the right things, but, you know, it's hard to say that when you're losing and when you're not having the success you want to have. When you win, it's really impossible to say, well, this isn't working. Once they were able to see that what he does works, what he does is the right thing, they all lined up and, and believed in him. And, uh, you know, I think that there's no way going forward that anybody could say otherwise about Tom Coughlin. This team – you know, is built in his image, and you know the way he tries to instill the discipline and uh, you know the attention to detail. It obviously is the right thing to do. No, I would have to imagine going into the playoffs here that the running game is obviously the Giants' big part of their game. I mean, 
you know, Hickson's had a couple of miscues, uh, which of course, of course, the Giants touchdowns in the last couple of weeks. And of course, the Giants who have two a thousand yard rushers. Um, what's going to what's going to be the game plan with Ward, Bradshaw, and Jacobs? How are they going to split them up uh, in the postseason? I would think they would do it the same way they've done it all year. I mean, it's worked, so there's no reason to change it. You know, you go with Jacobs as the the number one guy and you know, use him to sort of soften up the defense. Then you sprinkle some Derek Ward in there, and you know, if he's hot, you, you go with him. If he's not, you go with Jacobs. And Bradshaw is still their fourth quarter guy, the guy that comes in at the end. You know, if there's enough carries to go around when the defense is tired, uh, when they've been beat up a little bit, and you know his fresh legs can come in and kind of take control a little bit, you know, knock them off balance. So I don't think it's, it's been so successful. I don't see any reason why they would change what they've been doing. Now uh, the Giants, of course, uh, in a preseason game against the Jets, had a tough blow when they lost uh, OCU Manure uh, for the season, as he, you know, he's a he's a great pass rusher, uh, excellent defensive player. Now, with the emergence of Justin Tuck as a uh, an awesome pass rusher, and also the you know the defense, their their um, their consistent play, their consistent uh, success has you know. Do you think teams will figure them out in the postseason, or do you think they're going to keep having uh, success as far as getting to the quarterback goes, and you know with their toughness? You know, it seems like they also have a lot of toughness. Like they don't you know they don't give in to the offense of the other team. Well, I suppose anything is possible in one game, um, but you know this is a team that you know, they've been doing this now for 16 games. If nobody's figured them out by now, I don't think anybody's going to figure them out over the long haul. You know, you can always get one game where things don't go right, or a team finds a perfect counter. Take a look at the Cleveland Brown game earlier this year, where you know they seem to find the best way to beat the the blitz. So there there are ways to to certainly beat the Giants, and maybe somebody finds it in a game. But I don't think it's uh, you know nobody's going to come up with a master plan to to, you know, just foolproof scheme to derail what the Giants do. It'll just be one of those fluky things. Mm-hmm. You know, Donovan and Nap, I didn't know what a tie was earlier this year. Um, you know, he seems to be in one of those grooves again that he's that, that he was in a couple of years ago. I mean, he really, I mean, the Giants have got to be at least a little bit afraid of the uh, of the Eagles uh, playing, playing in their field again. I mean, the Eagles, they scare me. Uh, the Giants team, I mean, the Giants... I mean, they won't. They won't admit it. They'll say, you know, we'll beat whoever we whoever plays us. But uh, I mean, can you? Do you think that they'll be rooting hard against the Eagles next week? I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the I think they're one of their tougher opponents. Then again, the Giants beat them down in Philadelphia. So I think the Giants feel like they know the Eagles. They know how to beat them. They know everything about them. So they maybe they're comfortable against them. It's sort of hard to tell. I think if they, if I were the Giants, uh, you know. I, I don't know that I'd want the Eagles coming into my stadium to play me, but I think the Giants right now do feel they could beat anybody, and I don't think they care who their opponent is. They just whoever whoever shows up is who they'll play, and uh, you know they'll feel confident against them. All right, uh, before we let you go here, um, all the question on all Giant fans' minds: I mean, will they repeat as Super Bowl champions? Of course, the road will be slightly easier this year because they only have to win three games instead of four. But, um, you know, what are they going to have to do in order to repeat as Super Bowl champions? You know, I think they've got as good a shot as anybody uh, you know, has had in recent years, mostly because the I think the NFC is weak. Um, you know, I'd like to see them avoid the Eagles. I think that could be a potential pitfall. Um, I think that they are, however, the best team in the conference. If they stay healthy, they get that running game going. I don't see any reason why they can't be in the Super Bowl. 
Now you get there, and there's some difficult teams they could end up facing, whether it's the Colts, the Steelers, uh, you know, obviously the Tennessee Titans. All of them could be dangerous. But, you know, I, I don't see why, especially with home field advantage and a healthy team, I don't see why the Giants won't be back there for the second straight year. No, you're saying how the NFC is so weak. I mean, you look at the AFC, uh, I mean, the Jets uh, beat the Titans, but that's been probably the only Titans' only blemish. They did lose today, uh, but that was because they rested all their starters. I mean, in ter- let's say the Giants made the Super Bowl again, and they're in Super Bowl 43. Uh, do you see them uh, against beating any of the AFC teams, or which, which AFC team you think would present the biggest challenge to them? Well, I hadn't really given that much thought at all. Um, I think, obviously, the Steelers give them a challenge if they had to play them. It was a pretty good game when they played them the first time. Um, you know, the Colts... They were, crushed them, though. I mean, what was that? I said they they did crush them, though. I mean, they were able to... Well, only touch. well no, they only won. They, they won. It took a fourth-quarter touchdown for them to oh, yeah. the game away. So it was, it was pretty close. Um, and So they would be a tough battle, I think. The Colts, in case you can't count out Peyton Manning, is always obviously very dangerous. And That'd be Titans, fun, though. I mean, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And I think the Titans would be a good matchup too. You know, even I mean, the Baltimore Ravens are, you know, probably a team that that doesn't scare me only because the Giants handled them so well the first time around. Um, you know, the Chargers, I don't know what to make of. They, they look like they're winning now, and you know, they could be. They're a talented team that could be dangerous. So there's a there's a lot of depth in that conference, and a lot of teams that could give them, uh, you know, a tough battle. But you know, once you get that far. Any team is tough. I mean, you're talking about the two best teams in football, and, uh, you know, as you saw last year, just because, you know, one team looks like the dominant team doesn't mean anything. You're talking about one game for the world championship, and anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, just said about how the Baltimore Ravens, I'm sure Amani Toomer wants to play the Ravens a little revenge for Super Bowl uh, a couple of years ago. I'm sure Amani Toomer would like that. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I think, you know, getting the championship last year has sort of erased all the memories of of Super Bowl 35, but yeah, that, that might be a nice uh, fitting storyline for him. Definitely. Right, well, uh, I thank you for giving us a couple of minutes here. Uh, we're certainly going to be watching the Giants closely uh, here in the playoffs, and this is coming from a uh, hurt Jet fan right now, myself. <laughs> uh, good luck uh, to you guys in the postseason. Uh, I'm big blue right now. Uh, hopefully we have a New York team once again in the Super Bowl this year. All right, guys, enjoy the postseason run. Thank you, right, Ralph, for everything. Season, happy New Year to you and your family. Uh, we sure hope to see more of the Giants coming up soon. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you. Of course, uh, great stuff uh, from Ralph Bacciano of the New York Daily News. He'll definitely be, have, he'll definitely yeah, be on. I, mean, I, think, I think right now the key for the Giants is uh, they got to avoid the rust of that one-week layoff or that bye week. Uh, that could be a trap game. And they also got to get Jacobs healthy. They got to get Jacobs healthy. You know, Ward looks great, you know, but you're going to need that balanced attack of Ward and Jacobs to win. Definitely no question about that, Steve. And, you know, the Giants, um, as Ralph said, you know, they have the same sort of confidence, but they're going to need to, um, I guess, they're going to need to just play the games, play the games, play the games the same way that they played before. Uh, We have a couple calls on the line, but we'll take them after the break here. Uh, we're keeping it rolling here on the Sports Docket, episode 52, uh, with Ace Man and the Quas. All right, Cole's right after this. What will recording your next project at Ground Crew Studios do for you? 
Your teeth will sparkle and your car will shine. The new Hattie in accounting will take you out to dine. You'll never have to diet or exercise. You'll make big bucks and have smaller thighs. Get relief from the bloating of gas. Cut. Uh, prices, it goes together. Yes, it right? goes together. Let's try it again. How many crystals am I gonna get? Five. How many sides can I pick from? Five. Plus a drink and it only costs me? Five. That's what I like. The speed hit show Pink's All Out is coming to Atlanta Dragway Saturday, May 10th. Let's get it on. Do you love your mattress? Love a good night's sleep? Then welcome to Boyle's and the Kingsdown Experience. Come on, Windex even cleans what the other stuff leaves behind. So? So, a bird could get hurt flying into a window like that? I'm Jeff Gordon. I drive for Pepsi. This is how I open it up. Husqvarna. Feel the power. God forbid a man gets to watch one damn race all the way through just once in his life. There's a place where the earth rolls, the pines sway, and the shadows stretch. It's a place called Pinehurst. Always had a hankering to play Pinehurst. There's always something new from Rubbermaid. At Carolina's Medical Center, we value the importance of your health. Come discover the real George Washington because he's alive again at Mount Vernon. Chinette, life is Hello Mets fans, you're looking for a show that covers the Mets inside and out, and there's a show for you, the 7 Train to Shane Mets radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Join Matt, Greg, Mike, and special guests all season long with inside analysis on games, news, rumors, the minor leagues, and more. Voice your opinion or ask a question by calling into the show. For up the latest Mets, news, rumors, opinions, and show schedules, visit our website at www.7traintoshay.blogspot.com. For Mets fans, by Mets fans, it's a 7-Train Shay Mets radio show. Now back to the sports docket with Ace Man and the Quads. Here we are. Thanks, Matt, for the introduction there. 10.20 p.m. Uh, we're going live here on the Sports Doc with Ace Man and the Quads, episode 52. You can call in at one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. We just had Ralph Bacciano, Giants beat reporter for the Daily News, joining us. Be sure to check him out on SNY Daily News Live during the week for all his Giants postseason predictions and keys to the Giants making the playoffs. Uh, we have a caller right now. It's another 516 area code. You're on the sports docket. What's going on? Yo, Vic. Yo. Yo, what's up? What's going on, bro? Where you calling? Nothing, man. Mad tight about the Jets, bro. Uh, You don't sound it. (laughs) What's going on, bro? Nothing, man. The Jets are just mad tight. Terrible. They're completely off. When did you you start pulling your hair out during this game? Um, what was the moment you knew the Jets were going to lose? I, I don't know. No, I pulled I pulled all my hair out last, and last week's loss in the Seahawks fan because <laughs> I have no hair left to pull out. I mean, uh, they go on the West Coast. You don't even have to watch. They the they, they, they screwed themselves. They had control of their own destiny. They screwed themselves. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, they finished. Oh. They ended up two games behind Miami. Two uh, games. Father Father Time, Brett Favre, man, he's done. Yep, basically. You know, I wore his jersey like three days in a row. I mean, it's done. Yep. It's just time to take it off. You just wasted 80 bucks. Nah, I got it as a gift. 
That's all right. So what do you think about next year? What should they do, bro? I don't know, man. But uh, Sean Ellis should be team captain because he's an inspiration to millions. All right, all right. We'll take that into uh, consideration. You saw that tackle he had and the fumble in the Bills game? Yep. Told me nothing. Yo, those the goal, those goalposts in Buffalo today, man, they were crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Uh, they need people to hold up the goalposts today in Buffalo because it was so windy outside. Uh, but anyway, the Jets are losers. Yeah, it kind of sucks. You say that again. Man. Like Jets over there, fans. Loserville, population Jets. Yeah, like so. New York is a giant town, man. Jets are like the. Team. I'm pretty sure the Dragons would whoop them. The Jets right now, you know, they're much smaller than the Giants. Yeah, Giants, Giants. I mean, they fly their little planes, and the Giants just take their huge, humongous hands. They crush those planes in the middle, middle of the air. I really want a Jets-Giants Super Bowl, man, so no matter what happens... You know what I want? I just want a Jets Let's go to the city. Jets Super Bowl, not even Jets Giants. I just want the Jets to make a Super Bowl. Jets Jets Giants yeah, means either the way Giants. we get to miss a day of school and go to the city for the parade, man. Yeah, exactly. But now we got we only have half of New York left here, so. I mean, you know, but if Buffalo Bills made the playoffs, we'd have had two New York teams. But. All right, Steve. I'm gonna go do a hard run now. Me. If you would like to join me. What? I'm in Hewlett Harbor right now. She would like to come meet up and chill. Give me a call. Right, maybe, maybe. I'll see, you later. see you later, Scott. Sports second number one fan right here. I want a, I want a t-shirt. Do I, give me a free t-shirt because I call in a lot. All right, I'll okay. Oh, great. Thanks. Hey, what, when's Gary Carter coming on the show, man? What? <laughs> when's Gary Carter coming on the show? You said you know, Gary Carter. We'll, we'll get him. We'll get him on the show for you, Scott. Uh, don't worry about it. You'll get him. You'll get him. <laughs> we'll get him for you, Scott. We're getting Brett Favre, too. We'll get, we'll get him next year. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Peace. When, when he's in his retirement home, we'll get him on. Yeah, Brett Favre is a few years away, you know, uh, from... Uh, hey, we had a 509 caller if you want to... Call back in. We'll take your I call. I have a bad taste in my mouth right now. From from yeah. what? From just from everything yeah. or? You know, even if the Jets, they could have won fifty to nothing, so they still would not have made the playoffs. Did the Jets feel as worse as the well. Mets did for you? I mean, I mean, the Mets. I felt that in my heart, but I was just, I, I wasn't even really mad at the Jets. You know, the Jets are just the Jets. You come to expect it at this point. But the Mets, you know, they might have that one good year once in a while. All right, Steve, let's get back to your... Um, All right, well, let's get back to my top ten sports moments of the year list. I'll start with number ten because it's been over a half hour since I said number ten. But anyway, <laughs> number ten has been all the New York signings. You, you have Johan Santana, of course, in February. You have K-Rod and J.J. Putz a few weeks ago for the Skanks. We have Sabathia. We had Texmas a little bit early, a little early for Christmas. We had Texmas, get it? Not Texmas, but Texmas. Like uh, Mark Teixeira. And we had A.J. Burnett, of course. The Yankees spent half a billion dollars on three guys. But anyway, we'll see if it works in 2009. Number nine. The Phillies win the World Series. First time since 1980 that any Philadelphia franchise won a championship. And, of course, oh, yeah. uh, whoever they they, pay, they played the Rays. And the Rays were uh, some story. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. 
course, led by uh, Cliff Floyd and all their youngsters. Uh, upset, they won 90 over 95 games. Uh, they come from nowhere to win the uh, AL East title and make a World Series appearance. So unbelievable story. Congratulations to them for winning the AL pennant. Number eight, uh, John Lester, of course, of the Boston Red Sox, comes back from cancer, throws a no-hitter, just a great moment there at Fenway Park, back early oh, in the season. Uh, John Lester, congratulations to him. Of course, the Red Sox didn't uh, make the World Series this year, but John Lester coming off cancer with an unbelievable year. Number seven, Brian Leach gets his number retired by the New York Rangers back in February. Of course, uh, of course, he announced during that ceremony that Adam Graves, he will get his number retired this year. So, well, actually in 2009. So I'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, just a great moment there for the Ranger fans and a good moment uh, for uh, hockey. Number six, as you mentioned in your list, Michael Phelps breaking the world record for uh, USA Olympic gold medals with eight. Just amazing, especially that race that he won by a fingernail, uh, which is unbelievable. I mean, which uh, I'm sure you guys at home have saw the highest of that. Number five, uh, the final seasons of Shea and Yankee Stadium. Uh, Shea Stadium, of course, around since 1964, home to the New York Mets for 44 years. It will be missed. And, of course, the Yankees, uh, the old Yankee Stadium, up uh, from 1923 to 2008. Um, a lot of great moments there, too. Uh, both teams with nice ceremonies to finish off their stadiums. But no playoffs, of course. Number four, we'll stay with the Mets here. They collapsed for the second straight season uh, under, uh, well, this time it was under Jerry Manuel, of course. So Willie Randolph got fired in the middle of the season. Uh, a lot of people criticized the Mets for the way they handled that. Mm. Number three, of course, as we just went over a little earlier in the show, the Lions go 0-16 in the same year that the Pats go 16-0. and So we have the first undefeated team in NFL history. And the first defeated team out of a 16-game schedule in NFL history. That's number three. Number two, you also mentioned this one, Brett the Jet. Brett the Jet. Brett the Jet. He comes from Green Bay out of retirement in August, a few weeks before the season starts. Uh, he comes and tries uh, to make the Jets a playoff team, which he failed, but at least he gave a good try. And number one, the New York Giants Super Bowl champions of 2008, the New York Giants, with wins over Dallas, and, uh, of course, a great NFC Championship game against Brett Favre and the Packers, and, of course, the unbelievable Super Bowl, Plaxico Burris, making the catch, making it 17-14, to your Super Bowl final. The New York Giants, Super Bowl champions, that is your moment of the year. And, again, join us momentarily. Great job, Steve, with the highlights there. We'll cut to our movies later on. Try to fit them in. Um, Ole Sander of HoopsVibe.com rejoining us right now. I believe we're calling him right now. Hello. How Hello, you is this Ole Sander of HoopsVibe.com? Yeah, this is Ollie. How are you doing? We're doing great. Thanks yeah. for coming on the Sports Docket once again. Happy New Year to you, and uh, we're glad that you're able to join us once again. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Happy, uh, happy holidays to you and all your listeners. Great. Happy holidays. Happy, um, happy Kwanzaa. Happy uh, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, what do I celebrate? Uh, enjoying enjoying my Christmas. Uh, I I just celebrate them all. I guess my family is kind of a very eclectic nice, very uh, nice. holiday. We just just kind of enjoy them with a, with a cold beer. 
Nice. And I'm sure you were celebrating over the uh, Celtics-Lakers game on Christmas, uh, getting to dig that game in. Uh, first, give me your thoughts on that game. I mean, not only was that a rematch of the uh, finals, but I'm sure it was a very um, interesting game for anybody, any NBA fans to watch uh, because of the circumstances at hand. Um, I think one of the things that you're going to find with whether the Lakers are able to beat the Celtics is whether they can man up on the defensive end and whether they can uh, defend the interior. One of the changes that you saw from the finals towards that game was uh, a little. the Lakers are a little bit tougher, a little bit bigger inside. I think Pau Gasol has been working out. There's an article today, uh, I believe, from Bill Plaschke of, I think it's the L.A. Times, uh, talking about how he's on a weight program. You've got Andrew Bynum uh, in the middle. And the Lakers, just as a group, I think, have decided that they need to be more defensive-orientated and they need to be bigger. They need to be tougher. And I think if, if they can do that, that final series, if they meet again in the finals, will be very, very close. However, of course, we shouldn't count out Cleveland in the East. I think Cleveland are playing fantastic right now. Uh, but the difference between the finals and that regular season matchup was certainly L.A.'s increased size uh, mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you me. know, we'll get, uh, sorry, we'll get to the good teams in a sec, but uh, since we are in New York, we have to give a couple minutes to the uh, dreadful New York Knicks. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, of course, took over this team over the summer. Uh, they were expected maybe to be a little better, you know, not expected to be a playoff team, but at least give exciting brand of basketball to New York. Now, of course, they made that big trade involving Zach Randolph and Jamal Crawford uh, in order to, you know, make some room for Chris Bosh and LeBron James in 2010. And also, I believe Dwayne Wade, right, is in that, uh, in that free agent class of 2010. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Joe Johnson, Amari Stoudemire, uh, Steve Nash as uh, another guy. So there's a whole pack of guys um, that are available in that, uh, in that year. Yeah, and also we've heard um I've heard rumors that uh LeBron James LeBron James will possibly consider signing an extension this summer with Cleveland. You cannot be serious, right? Uh well, it would be trouble for you guys uh, up there in New York. Uh why would you leave if you're LeBron James? Um I mean, if it's a marketing decision, then it's a no-brainer. You go to New York. If it's a basketball decision, you stay in Cleveland. Uh, right now, they've got Mo Williams and Delonte West, which gives them a solid backcourt. Uh, they've got lots of big pieces. They've got Zdrunas Elgauskas. They've got Anderson Verjao. They've got Ben Wallace. So they've got a nice, tough, defensive interior. Uh, they're exceptionally deep. They've got a great coach in Mike Brown. If it's a basketball decision, it's a no-brainer. But uh, that's the thing with LeBron James is he... Is he a basketball player, or is he this marketing entity? And it's about the dollars in terms of maximizing revenue. We know that uh, he'll probably end up in New York. That's the question that will be answered this summer or next. You know, every year I always look at uh, the NBA standings. Uh, I always start cracking up laughing when I see that there's three teams with over 800 percentages, and then there's three teams with under 200 percentages. Like it's like the same thing every year. You always have three teams, you know, uh, on each side of the coin. I mean, can you explain why it's like that, or is just, I mean, part of the NBA that you're going to have these really great teams and these really awful teams? Um, I think I don't. I think in terms of 
teams that are, are talented, like Boston or L.A. or Cleveland, mm-hmm. teams that are exceptional, over 800, whether that's the Chicago Bulls from back in the day or the Lakers from the 80s or Celtics from the 80s or Pistons from the late 80s, early 90s. I think that's good. I think it's good to have teams uh, that are exceptional. I One of my complaints about the NFL, and I'm sure some of your listeners are probably, mm-hmm. you know, breathing fire on me or playing with the voodoo doll. <laughs> as, I, as I make this statement, um, one of the problems I have with the NFL is that there is so much, it seems like there's a lot of parity other than, the, other than the Patriots. In basketball, I love the fact that there are you know, these teams. I think it's good for leagues. I think it's healthy when there are teams that are exceptional. Um, I think that's good. I think the reason why you have a polarization in the NBA is if you're not really good or a top five, six, or seven team in a conference, you might as well start to lose and lose big and rebuild. Uh, and I think that that makes sense. Uh, the easiest way to get better is to trade your veterans, trade your assets. If you're a sort of a 7 through 11 team, trade your assets, uh, retool on the salary cap, uh, get some draft picks. Make smart moves in the draft picks. really be really bad to get those lottery picks, you know? <laughs> I think that that's what makes sense. So I think that's why you have that polarization of teams. All right. Well, um, we also um, well, a lot of insight there. Uh, we also have another local uh, basketball team here, uh, New Jersey Nets. Now, uh, of course, uh, they got rid of Jason Kidd last year they and do. have replaced him with Devin Harris, and he, he's doing a fine job this year. Is he a long-term solution for the Nets? And what else do they have to do to get back to where they were under the Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson era? Uh, I think he's absolutely a, a long-term answer at point guard. I think you're going to see him be probably the most improved player in the NBA this year. He's averaging 24 points, uh, six, seven assists, six, seven dimes, I believe. Um, he's a fantastic player. I think he's as quick with the ball, moving with the ball and attacking the basket, whether that's attacking and jump-stopping and shooting or going straight to the hole as any player in the league. Uh, I think that they have an absolute keeper at point guard. What do they need to do to take it to the next level and become a contending team uh, like they were around 98, 99, 2000? Uh, I think that they need to decide whether Vince Carter is an answer, uh, is the answer, or is a guy that's going to help them in this era, or whether they want to move him. You heard some rumors that possibly Cleveland was going to look at him, uh, or other teams had interest in Carter. If they decide that Carter is not the answer, they need to move him for expiring contracts and young pieces and add another guy around Devin Harris because he's the guy for them to build around. Uh, I like the fact that they're pretty big and pretty young. You've got E, uh, Jan Lee. You've got the Lopez brother, who's the better one, I think, mm-hmm. uh, down low. So they've definitely got pieces. They just need to figure out what they want to do with Carter. If they want to keep him or if they want to move him. Mm, yeah. Now, obviously, um, you were um, uh, when the Grizzlies were in Vancouver. You're obviously a big fan of them. Uh, they just um, they just got uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Just got what about about that trade? How it's going to help uh, the Grizzlies uh, get back on track? Oh. Yeah. Hi, I'm. Did you catch that? Hello. 
Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Did you catch us? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just don't think, sorry guys, I just don't think you're going to play him above O.J. Mayo and Rudy Gay, who are two 20, 22-point guys. Mm-hmm. 22-point guy game, games a night. They're young. That's really where the core of that team is. I don't understand it from Memphis's angle. I don't see what they're getting out of it. They're 10 and 20. They're not going to make the playoffs. They should be playing the kids. Um, it's another example of the Grizzly organization being one of the worst in sports. Uh, another question uh, relating to um, obviously you're from the Canadian area, from the Canadian area in Canada. Recently lost to te- uh, recently lost the Vancouver Grizzlies. Uh, I mean, now you look at a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder, just came from Seattle. They're not performing well at all. Are there any talks to bring them to Canada? To bring Oklahoma or another team or uh, Oklahoma City uh, Thunder? I, I don't. Or anything to Canada. Uh, to Canada? Anything to Canada? Um, I think that uh, I think that in Canada, uh, I think that Vancouver now would be a better market. I think it all comes down to the dollar. Definitely. Uh, at the time that the Grizzlies left, the Canadian dollar was at sixty cents. Now it's you know eighty eighty five cents. It was at par or over. Uh, so it really depends upon the dollar. And the ability of whatever team uh, or whatever ownership group is in Vancouver being able to hedge on the dollar lock-in at a certain ratio or rate. Uh, I also think that the economy in Canada is much stronger. Uh, this region, Alberta, British Columbia, is rich in oil and gas, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so there's a lot more disposable income, a lot more corporate dollars. It's grown as a city. The Olympics are going to be here in 2010. So on the surface, all of those things are positive to attract a struggling franchise, whether that's, you know, Memphis, which is struggling, although I can't imagine the Grizzlies would come back here, mm-hmm. uh, but that sort of situation where a team is struggling, maybe Charlotte, to get fans um, oh. in the door. Michael um, Jordan, so, definitely. So that's certainly a possibility. But at the same time, I, I don't think the people here want a team after what occurred. Uh, they supported a team under some poor circumstances, 13, 14,000 fan average uh, for a terrible team, um, and they were duped. We were duped by Michael Heisley committing on the surface publicly to staying in Vancouver long term, and he did the exact opposite. Um, so I don't think the people want a team here. There's one circumstance where it's going to come back to Vancouver. There's one guy who has the goodwill to pull it off. His name is Steve Nash. He's going to be playing for a few more years, and I think once he's retired, he's going to move into soccer. So if he got into ownership, <laughs> He has the goodwill to pull something like that off. All right. Well, yeah, very interesting information there. We'll see if that could possibly be pulled off maybe in the next couple of years. Um, I'll let you go with uh, this question I, right I don't here. see it happening. You don't see it happening? Well, I mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, it might take a long time, but maybe eventually. Um, now, before we let you it's go here. It's an unlikely uh, circumstance. What he's got is, sorry, if I could just finish Definitely. I could just add to that. Um, uh, what you would see occurring is Nash partnering with somebody in a minority capacity. He recently bought or bought into an expansion bid for an MLS team, and they competed with the guy who owns the hockey team here and the stadium. So anybody that's going to make it work in Vancouver has to own the stadium and has to own the hockey property as well. And Nash 
it doesn't look like he could partner with that individual, the Aquilini family. He certainly uh, has the money to do it, though. It'll be something to watch. All right, now I wanted to end with this. Uh, Do you have uh, any early prediction? Uh, What do you think is going to happen for the rest of this NBA season? Uh, Who do you think uh, will be uh, the busts, the uh, surprises, uh, and uh, what about your NBA Finals picks? Uh, surprise team, absolutely the Portland Trailblazers. Do not sleep on them. Do not sleep on Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge. They're exceptionally Loaded. deep. They're young. They have no expectations. I think they could scare somebody. I also like Denver. Uh, I think that with the addition of Chauncey Billups, everybody knows their role. Their chemistry is flowing right now. Um, I think that they are a team to watch uh, in the West. Uh, certainly those would be two surprise teams. Uh, surprise team out east, I like the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the NBA's version of Siberia uh, <laughs> has gotten it together, um, and, and quite quite nicely. I really like a Joe Johnson, Mike Bibby backcourt. Uh, I think they're better stronger. Uh, yeah, if, if Josh Smith and uh, Mike Woodson can kind of get it together and, and sort of sing Kumbaya and get along for the season, potentially they can do something again. However, the three teams that we talked about and mentioned earlier, this polarization of the NBA, Boston, Cleveland, L.A., they're head and shoulders above everybody else right now. Another team to watch out for, though, the San Antonio Spurs, who are kind of waiting in the weeds out there. 20-10, and 10, they've got it together after a slow start. They could be a team to watch. Definitely. Uh, old Sander, happy New Year to you. Happy holidays. I want to thank you for coming on once again in our program. We'll keep our tab on Hoops Vibe, and we hope to have you uh, on our show once again down the stretch. Thank you. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Have That's a good day. Bye-bye. Great stuff uh, from old Sander of HoopsVibe.com. Uh, what are you talking about? Giving us uh, all that uh, information there. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I think that on the sports talk, it doesn't give the NBA enough time, but we gave NBA a lot of time right there. Uh, and uh, if the Knicks do get better, we will definitely give the NBA more time. But, again, the Knicks are the pathetic franchise right now in New York. Um, so, But we'll see what happens. The Knicks did lose today, uh, Steve. I just can mention this. They did lose to the Nuggets, 117-110. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, 32 points. And the Knicks uh, lost their sixth in a row. And they're now 11-17. and 17, So they're falling apart. Uh, but that's all I'll give them on that. Uh, we have 15 minutes left here, Steve. Uh, so we still have time for callers and any other insight uh, for the year 2008. Yeah, movies. Yeah, Steve. What are your plans for New Year's? Uh, we, we didn't really discuss this yet, but I'm gonna hit it doing? up. In my, we do it up in my house this year. You're gonna have the, have um, the house, New Year's Eve. You're gonna be rocking the uh, Rose Bowl games and uh, college football and. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. And then, of course, New Year's Day, you, had, you got the NHL Winter Classic. All oh, that. yeah. You got that. I really field. Possible. You had Pittsburgh at uh, the Sabres. And now this year, uh, I think it's, uh, what is it? I think Red Wings at the Blackhawks. I know, I know the Blackhawks are playing. They're in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. actually, the Yankees were supposed to uh, host that. Uh, you remember. Islanders, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. The Islanders finally won. They had lost ten in a row. Did they? Uh, yeah, the Islanders are actually the worst team right now in the NHL. Does that make sense? The Islanders actually won a game. 
Wow. The Islanders actually did win a game. Uh, we used to have a friend that was a huge Islander fan. Um, I don't know if he still is, though, because the team is pretty much shot. I mean, uh, outside of Billy Garen and, uh, I mean, who else they have? Um, and DiPietro just returned to the lineup, you know. Um, I mean, they're pretty much, the team is pretty much done. Uh, we will take a quick break here on the sports docket. Uh, hopefully. All right. Fox will take a quick break. Uh, thank you, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, they f- they're freezing tonight. I guess the weather's getting to them, or something else. I don't know if it's snow. I don't know if it's snowing in Lindbrook right now. It's certainly not snowing here in New York City. And no, no, no. Snows. Warm, warm night. Very nice night outside right now. Yeah, very nice outside. And you're going to Hooters later, so. Uh, uh, we'll I, I don't know. We'll see about that. Um, we'll, play it by ear. We'll take. What? Play it by ear. That's right. That's the way to do it. Um, let's talk a little movies here, Steve. Uh, then we'll take any last. Last bit callers here on the uh, on our program. Yeah, top ten movies, uh, 2008. There are some good ones this year. Um, there's some really good ones. Uh, number ten, I actually have a current one that's actually in theaters right now. It's getting pretty good raves for its uh, romantic scenes. Uh-oh. Uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Budin. Uh, it's a pretty popular one. Twilight, number nine. Okay. Had to put that one there. That one, a lot of uh, people going it. crazy. Got a lot of reaction. Yeah, that's certainly. Yeah, a lot of people are going crazy over that. I, I certainly wasn't, but a lot of people are into that. Uh, number eight, the other Boiling Girl. Uh, if you caught that one, number seven, I had Iron Man. That was okay. good special that's effects. Good. Number six, Eddie Murphy's Meet Dave. Uh, Eddie Murphy films always seem to be really good. Uh, number five, I had Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Number four, I had The Dark Knight. Uh, that's, of course, Heath Ledger. Uh, that's got to be number one. N- really? Well, here's well, here my number three. And top three, you may change your mind. Number three, I had Milk. Uh, that, of course, was Sean Penn. Number two, I had the animation film, Wall-E. No. Now, that one. Really? I didn't see it, but no. Number one, I have Daniel Craig's Quantum of Solace, James Bond okay. film. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not much into those movies, but uh, yes. What do you have? Steve? I mean, uh, they got. Think- what about Pineapple Express? Where's that on? Oh, I think I forgot on that one. That's another animation film that no. I just passed up. No, I'm, I must be confused with another Express. But yeah, Pineapple Apple. Express definitely uh, Very good. one of the best science films. In the box office. Uh, who was that with again? Uh, Seth Rogen from Superbad. Oh yes. Top. Oh, Superbad. Yeah, that, that was on your top. That was on your top ten list uh, for last year. No, that was. Uh, oh yeah, but this year was uh, Pineapple Express. Last year was Superbad. Maybe next year yes. will be something else. Who knows? And maybe the year after it'll be something else. You know. <laughs> and then the yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep going. Hopefully, we'll be, be uh, it'll be present. Yeah, we'll see. 
Definitely. Yeah, I know. It's kind of scary, you know, when the cops are present. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Well, obviously. I, I, I never really had an instant. The Maybe you had. Nine minutes left of the docket in 2008. Uh, give us some last final thoughts. Oh, uh, go Giants. What was your favorite I mean, moment uh, yourself this year? What, 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 what excited you the most this year? Besides, yeah, uh, not really the excitement that made me feel awful. Um, I would have to say the Giants and Super Bowl. I mean, that's the one moment that really made my really made my year. And then, you know, that that was the moment that defined this the year. The Giants winning the Super Bowl. The fact that anything can happen, and any team with any sort of roster can go on the road and just beat teams that overmatch them, you know, like the Cowboys and the Packers. And, you know, uh, I mean, that was – and then the Jets, of course, getting Brett Favre, that was a big shock. I mean, no one expected that. Oh, yeah, of course. I that night, that night my, my friend contacted me and said the Jets got uh, Brett Favre. And you were like, what? You must be joking. Oh, yeah, I'm like, uh, no, it's just a rumor. But then, no, no, turn on ESPN, they got Brett Favre. And, you know, they got Brett Favre. That was exciting. And then we didn't know it all turned downhill from there. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, oh, yeah, Brett Favre and another very exciting moment this year since my sports teams all suck. I mean, I went on King the Ka. I guess you could say that's That's sport. nice. I, I mean, I competed against yeah, was, that the the first, was, it, was this your first time, Steve? Uh, yeah, I broke my virginity time? to King the Ka this year. Uh, it was very good ride. We have a caller right now. We'll take the we caller. We do. We have a late caller here with seven minutes to go out to clutch. And this call is actually one of our best calls we've ever had. This guy never fails to call in the rain or shine, Phoenix right. or Seattle. This Don't is Matt Pignataro. Matt, what's up? Matt. And how much, guys? So in the clutch, I'm not, you know, I'm not Jets clutch, but I'm, uh, or Mets clutch. But I guess I'm so what do you think about the Jets, now. man? Well, this pretty much sucks. I was, uh, I was at, uh, yeah, I was at Ray's Pizza down here in Phoenix. Believe it or not, they got a Ray's down here. It actually, tastes just oh, like nice. New York. They have a lot but, of those uh, in the city, right? A lot of those in the yeah. city. A ton of them, but uh, they got one down here. But just, I don't know, just a disappointment. Uh, you know, I, I kind of hope Mangini's not brought back just because of the stupid decisions that he's had and talking over with, uh, you know, my family who's from New York, they're Jets fans also. Just disappointment. I mean, the, the experiment with Farb didn't work out, and, and, you know, the team had seven Pro Bowlers. Yeah, I mean, the most they Pro Bowlers, but they're not even going to make the playoffs. It's ridiculous. And, you know, as a Mets fan, you guys both have felt, you know, the same way with the past two seasons. You know, it's nothing new. Yeah, you know, the, I, I, you know, I feel your pain, you know. Time for Mets fans and Jets fans to stop feeling pain. 2009 will be a clean slate, you know? Let's hope so. I mean, uh, well, you know, since we have you on here for a couple of minutes, do you have anything new surrounding the Mets and their uh, pursuit of anybody? Yeah, uh, so not, a, not a whole lot. <laughs> There's really nothing. It is dead. Well, I mean, you know, it's, right Christmas. it's Christmas. Everybody's entitled to break, you know? Yeah. I mean, Lowe's the next big thing. I think there's a pretty good chance. They sign him. Well, they uh, said that's actually far away. They said, they said the deal is actually uh, it's um, long shot right now. And not a long shot, but it's still a ways away from happening. The Mets reportedly want to give $60 million for four years, but don't want to go to that. Uh, and Derek Lowe kind of wants more. 
Yeah, I think it'll be asking for probably sixty-six million if I had to if I had to take a guess on how much he wants. But uh, is he worth that much? I mean, do you really have a year? But you know, my cousin brought up a good point, though. You know, Oliver Perez, as much as wild he is, he can be. You know, he's wildly, you know, insanely good those times that he is. You know, he's scary good. I guess you could say. Uh, I think Lowe's the the perfect guy for them. I mean, durability, everything wise. Uh, he would just give them really a good shot to contend with the Phillies, or at least make it to the playoffs and not screw up like the past two seasons. But I mean, oh, no Lowe's question. a guy that I like personally. So I will, you know, Matt. I will, unfortunately, we only have a few minutes left here. We gotta let you go. But uh, before I go, I have a suggestion. I mean, well, I actually have a question for you. Now, okay. I got a Favre jersey this year. Obviously, I'm going to have to replace that. Now, what do you think of this idea? I'm going to I'm gonna go online. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to NewYorkJets.com. Mm-hmm. I'm going to press jerseys. And I'm, I'm not sure about the green or the white yet, but that doesn't matter. Now, uh, on the back, I'm going to write 1969 Jets mm-hmm. Suck. What do you think of that? Not bad. <laughs> not bad, right? Not bad. Uh, Steve, if you do that, I might as well go on Mets.com and get a, a couple of Mets Mets.com, jerseys. Mets.com, like, say, like, 86, like, uh, to be continued. To be continued, or, you know, 69. <laughs> I, I you get a 69 Mets suck as well. They won the World Series. I mean, and, uh, 69, what a great number, you know? Yeah, <laughs> great for uh, <laughs> many of things. But, uh, guys, uh, enjoy the uh, the new year. Uh, I, I and, Matt, you, uh, Seven Trains having their recap show. Mm-hmm. New Year's uh, yeah. Eve. New Year's Eve. So uh, uh, that's. I mean, I'll uh, be partying up, but if I'm not, not, I'm not doing anything, I'll definitely turn into show. I definitely do that, Steve. Left to. What are they doing on the West Coast for New Year's? What are they doing? Anything big on the West Coast? Uh, nothing really big. Uh, you know, I got family coming in, family down here, just enjoying. Are you going to New York, or are they coming? Are they going to you? Uh, they're coming to me. We flew down here uh, a couple of days ago. I mean, it's pretty nice. It's going to be in the mid-60s. We went to go see the Coyotes game uh, yesterday. Hockey tell you what in Arizona? Ring- How was that? What was that, Steve? Hockey in Arizona? Yeah, it's a little weird. They they made that building cold. The Glen- Jobbing.com, believe it or not, there were people with gloves on inside. Well, my, dad, my dad is an air conditioning man. They might need him, but... Uh, it was pretty cold. Not going to lie, pretty cold. Down there, I but, will uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks gonna, for that. Call. Look forward to your insight next year, and let's uh, win a championship at City Field. You know. Yeah, definitely. Let's, so. let's keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> Talk to you guys in 2009, guys. And as always, all right. Cool. Yeah, Matt. And of course, is Matt Pinataro with Seven Train to Shay. We want to thank all of our 32 live listeners tonight and our 23 callers. Uh, <laughs> for sharing all their insight, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to hearing from you uh, in 2009 as well. We're going to end with my top song and Stephen's fourth uh, best song of 2008, Chris Brown's Forever. Steve, any final words in 2008? Let's make 2009 better than 2008. As far as sports Certainly. Goes, you know, I had a very good year. But, you know, as far as sports goes, I mean, uh, except for the Giants, I guess not a great year. Uh, let's hope that uh, at least I get one championship in 09, yeah? I'll take one. Uh, yeah, I'll, let's hope that, I'll take one. Certainly, and we'll hope that uh, it will uh, be a year to a remember. For uh, Chris Brown, uh, do, we, uh, <laughs> do we see Brett Favre in 2009? Yes or no? 
at all. Uh, I see him in a retirement home, Steve. I see him in a retirement home. So do I. All right. Yeah, I just He's out. Chris Brown's forever closing it out. <laughs>